Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast, the place for smart, simple strategies that will amplify your business results. Sharing practical tips, insider knowledge and actionable advice because marketing is something that every business owner can do. Now, let's get started. Introducing your host, Bianca McKenzie, mum, lover of snow sports, camping, horse riding and in-demand launch strategist and Facebook advertising knowledge bank. Welcome to the new School of Marketing podcast. So right now it is mid-February and I'm about to give birth to baby number two. I honestly have the pregnancy waddle down pat and things are really slowing down for me. Anyway, while we wait for the little one to arrive, I want to talk to you about how you can improve your website to improve your conversion rate. I'll be focusing on e-commerce stores here, but if you're a coach or you have a service-based business, this could apply to you too. And I know a lot of them will apply as well. (laughs) So when I talk about conversion rates, I'm talking about the percentage of people that purchase something from your store versus the amount of people visiting your website. So how many people go to your website and then how many people actually take an action of purchasing something from you? So if 100%, sorry, if 100 people visit your website and three people purchase something, that means you have a conversion rate of 3%, which in e-commerce terms is pretty good. Um, the average conversion for e-commerce is actually between 2 to 4%, and a lot of people don't know this, and that's, I guess, why a lot of people get quite disheartened um, because they can see that, like, 100 people went to their website and only, you know, One, two, three people purchase something. But it's actually quite normal. The average conversion is between 2 to 4%. So when I work with e-commerce stores, I often ask them what their conversion rate is. And if it's below 2%, my advice is to focus on improving your conversion rate before you run Facebook ads. Like the higher your conversion rate, the better your ads will do. So how do you improve your conversion rate? Well, there are a number of ways, but before you try any of them, it's really important to know your conversion. So every month you need to look at what your conversion rate is. It is also important to look at your overall numbers and know how much traffic your website gets because sometimes businesses don't have a conversion issue, they have a traffic issue. They're literally not getting enough people to their websites to make up those conversion percentages. So know your numbers. All right, to improve your conversion rate, here here are some things you can do. Number one, improve your website speed. Your website needs to load fast, as fast as possible. If people have to wait more than two seconds for it to load, and I know two seconds isn't long at all, and some convert, some websites actually do take a little bit longer than that, but you might lose them, especially on mobile. People shop online every day. They want instant gratification and not wait forever for something to load. So your website needs to be really fast. You can test your site speed on Google page speed or ping them. And I'll pop those links in the, in the show notes. And once you know where you stand with your speed, you can take the next step. 
Sometimes your web host will offer a faster plan. So check if that's the case. Like if you're on the budget plan, you might not get that speed. You might have to upgrade to a bigger and faster plan. And honestly, the faster the better. Um, You also want to check all the images on your website because most of the time when I do audits on website, most of of the time it's the images that make your website slow. And images are super important for an e-commerce store, so you don't want to delete them or compromise their quality, but sometimes you can compress them and your page speed will improve. So optimize your images with something like TinyPNG to compress them and increase your site speed. So it literally just makes them smaller but not physically smaller. (laughs) It just makes the size on your website um, back end smaller. So have a look at how you can increase your page speed. Another thing is invest in SEO. I know I don't talk about this much because it's not my jam, but for an e-commerce website, it's important to be found when someone searches for your specific product. So keyword optimization can help you drive traffic to your website and help you rank higher in the search results. Like I said, I'm no SEO specialist, but I'll put some resources in the show notes for you to take the next step. Number three, make sure that your website is responsive. A responsive website means that no matter what device you're using, your website will automatically fit the screen. So your user shouldn't have to resize, scroll, or pan too much because everything is made for the screen size they're looking at. And make sure that your website works well and fast on a mobile device. So a responsive website will resize properly for a mobile device or any device that people look at. So many people shop on their mobile devices these days. I think it's actually more people shop on their mobile devices than on a computer. So make sure that it's easy for your audience to shop in your store on on any device they are using. So make sure it's responsive. Number four, copy is everything. For an e-commerce store, website copy is your best friend. People can't use all of their senses when they're shopping online. They can't smell things. They can't touch things. They can't like pick it up and look at it in 3D. They can't try it on. So your copy needs to address all of their senses. Like you need to really take them on a journey, so to say. It needs to inform them. It also needs to drive action and you need to foster relationships. So If you have very average or really, really bad copy on your website, do something about it because this is the way, like almost the only way that you can sell something and convey a message to your audience. Simply slapping on an image and just saying what the product is or whatever the dimensions is not enough. And writing with your target customer in mind will really help you create strong copy. And if you're not sure who your ideal customer is, sit down and complete an ideal client exercise. You might have to just redo this all the time. Strong copy is what will really help you make sales. 
Next one, number five, is a visual experience. So copy is important, but so are visuals. Your images and your videos need to take your customer on a journey. It needs to clearly show your product from a number of angles, and ideally you're also showing your products in use. So, for example, if you create jewellery, a lot of people want to know what it looks like when a person is wearing it. Like you can tell me that your necklaces are X length, like chain lengths. I'm not going to pull out a measuring tape to figure out where it's going to sit on me. I want to see that on an image. So make sure that your images are high quality, your videos are on point, they show your product. And I'm talking about videos as well because creating videos will really help your customer see the product, especially if you are using them Um, of your products in use. Another thing is focus on storytelling and evoke a desire for your ideal customer to purchase the product. And I think with video, it really goes hand in hand with copy as well because with video, you can talk. You can talk to the product. You can talk about um, like the, the piece behind it, the the behind the scenes, what made you make it, those kind of things. So video is kind of like that extra touch point. So number five is a visual experience. Number six is social proof. People often want to know what others thought of the product. So if it's possible, collect as many testimonials as you can. People want to buy products that other people are using and enjoying. So adding testimonials, to your website will add trust for your buyers. And the purpose of social proof is to show that your products are being purchased, used, and enjoyed. If you have a very small number of testimonials, I would like avoid focusing on how many people, like, you know, because you want volume. Um, but you, you like you still want to use them. Just try not to say, you know, we have this many testimonials or this many happy customers unless you have like bulk <laughs> volume. So social proof, super important. Number seven, make checking out easy. An easy checkout is an absolute must. People don't want to go through 10 steps before they have buy, finally bought your product. So offer a guest checkout option because it's so much easier for people on smartphones rather than registering for an account. Um, and if your abandoned cart rate is really high and you don't have a checkout, a guest checkout option, I would try that first. Other than that, make it easy. Don't ask for more information than you need to send the product. Also, offer a number of payment options so people can choose what suits them best. So checking out is super important, of course, because you know that's where you get the payment. You need to make it as simple as possible, as few steps as you can do. And sometimes you might be a little bit too close to it, so you can get someone else to test it and see if it is easy. All right, number eight, follow-up abandoned carts. So pay attention to your abandoned cart rates. Those are the people that put something in their cart and don't check out because there are benchmarks for certain industries and everyone has a pretty high abandoned cart rate. 
but I want you to try to figure out why people aren't completing their sales. If we can figure out why, you can try to fix it. So look at things like your site design, your shipping information, any distractions on pages. Um, Like, you know, if you're... um, if, if they're on a product page and then you're like, oh, check out more blah, blah, blah on Instagram, you're taking them off the page. <laughs> you're not letting them focus on checking out. So it's distractions. So look at anything that could make people leave when they're shopping in your store because abandoned cards are a massive opportunity to increase your conversions. If you know why people are leaving, you can do something about it. All right. Number nine, offer free shipping. People want free shipping. It's a fact. And I know sometimes it's really hard to actually give free shipping, but it will improve your conversions. And if it's tricky, think about the price point of your product and what it would need to be before you can make shipping free. Is it an option? If it is an option, I would go for it. And this is why you see a lot of sites listing options like free shipping over $100. Those things do work. So look at that and see if there's anything you can do there. If you really have to charge for shipping, make sure you tell people upfront. Don't surprise them at the checkout because that's how you're going to get a high abandonment rate because people are not prepared and they don't know. So be transparent about it. Number 10, always include a clear CTA. So a CTA is a call to action, and it means that you clearly tell your shoppers what to do. So, for example, on your homepage, you can have a CTA that says shop women's and shop men's. On your product pages, you'll be focusing on CTAs that make people take the next step, such as add to cart. So your buttons might say add to cart. Once your customer adds a product to their cart, your main goal is to get them to check out without confusing or distracting them. Your checkout CTA should be prioritized over the continue shopping CTA. I know you want people to add more things to your to their cart, but a lot of people do get confused, distracted, overwhelmed when they have too much going on. So prioritize your checkout CTA. Um, Your CTA buttons should be very visible but not obnoxious. Like they need to be there but not right in their face. So think about colors and think about color psychology because sometimes the color of your button can actually matter. If you can do split tests and things like that and you know like you're comfortable with that, split test different colors for your buttons. You might want to, you know, have a blue one and a green one and see which one performs better because there's actually a lot of psychology behind this. So those are the 10 things you can do to improve your conversion rate. There are so many more things that you can do to improve your conversion rate, but I understand that it can be very overwhelming. You might not know where to begin and that's okay. It's totally okay. I understand. You don't have to do them all at once. Look at your data, your numbers, and pick one to start with. So start maybe start with something like improving your site speed before you move on to 
revamping your copy, for example. Your e-commerce store and your bank account will really benefit from improved conversion rates. So start by taking one action step at a time. And if you want support for your e-commerce store, like any of these things, please connect with me on a free game plan call to see how I can help you. I'll put the details in the show notes. I'll put lots of links in the show notes because I know that there are a lot of these steps that you can take to start improving your conversion rate. But I'm here to help you as well. So feel free to book one of those free game plan calls and I'll see how I can help you. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the New School of Marketing podcast. I hope it was helpful and I can't wait to share more marketing tips with you next week. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with Facebook and Instagram advertising, make sure you visit newschoolofmarketing.com to download practical free resources, plus subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Until next time, take care and market your business every day.